0: Everybody, this is Kimberly.
1: And this is Katie.
0: And you're listening to My Favorite Murder. No, April Fool's. You did it. <laughs> that was a great joke. For two seconds. No one believed it. It, it. I would have had to go farther with it. If anyone didn't see Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon completely switch places on their shows, on different networks. And it was one, it was so brilliant.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: They flew out secretly because they're each on different coasts and like surprise the audience. And then, you know, Jimmy Kimmel always says, sorry, Matt Damon. We ran out of time. Like that's his bit. He never has time for Matt Damon, who's never there, but he always pretends like he's there and he got bumped. Yeah. So Jimmy Fallon was like, and our first guest is Matt Damon. But it was Justin Timberlake dressed as Matt Damon, (laughs) pretending to be Matt Damon.
1: How would you dress as Matt Damon? Just Boston. Everything Boston. Oh, that's funny. Okay, great. It was very funny. I love it.
0: Anyways, not important.
1: You know what? It's been a rough couple of years. I think we need some April Fool's jokes. It's time.
0: Yeah. So this episode is called Hit List and it aired on April Fool's April 1st, 2022. Season 30, episode 20, hosted by our queen, Andrea Canning. And it's no joke. Oh, because April Fool's. Yeah. Because the episode's bananas. Yeah. It is. It is. It's bananas. But we're going to be making jokes. We're going to try. I don't know. We always try. It's debatable whether our jokes land or not. So, well, that
1: one just, that one didn't, but that was my fault. Like a giant rock to the bottom of the river.
0: That was my fault. I was that rock.
1: You were cement shoes to my joke. Absolutely. Expect you to make up for it when I have several other jokes, hopefully, coming. I
0: promise I will. We are in a small town on Long Island. At the beginning, we're seeing police on a body cam, and they're informing a woman that her husband is found dead. The woman is Valerie Cincinelli, and her husband Isaiah Carvello was found dead.
1: So they must be Korean. It's a they're very Italian last names. Oh,
0: got another one that I didn't get
1: you know what we're going to need here is the sound of the wah, wah, the sad trombone. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's I'll be here all
0: night. No, everyone in this episode is super, super Italiano. Yes. Yeah. OK, so they tell Valerie, I'm so sorry. Your husband has been found dead And the first words out of her mouth. Are you kidding me? She has a potty mouth and she says, I don't believe you. You're lying to me. I have a five year old with him. And then she starts crying and I was looking for real tears. I was looking so hard. And Uh, I wish there was a way to zoom in on a TV, but you cannot. I did not see any on the TV. I was quite unimpressed, actually, with her acting from the second she opened the door, to be perfectly honest.
1: I was, too. When that's her first reaction, it seemed like "Mm, you knew that was going to happen. I feel like you knew that was going to happen.
0: Right when they came to the door, she's like, what's going on? Oh, why? Just very fake surprise. It just felt acting. But then
1: I tried to put myself in the situation of somebody coming and telling me that Oliver was dead. Yeah. And I feel like I might laugh. I might not understand what was happening. I don't know what I would do. I think that reactions are weird. But I I mean, there's this situation's just something's off.
0: Something's off from the beginning. And she says, I don't believe you. I'm an Cop. So it turns out she is a cop. She's NYPD. And she tells these officers that her husband worked with a Caterpillar equipment company. And she says, but he does have a side job. Well, I don't want to get him into trouble. And the cop says, Isaiah can't get into any trouble.
1: Oh, boy. And then,
0: and then he kind of checks himself and he says, I'm sorry to have had to say it that way.
1: Because he knows it's horrible. That wasn't the right thing to say.
0: Isaiah can't get into any trouble where he is. Yeah, it really is not. It's not great.
1: That caterpillar salesman has turned into a A butterfly.
0: butterfly. Perfect. Ma'am. Yeah.
1: Has to be followed by ma'am.
0: So she does say he does have a side business selling fireworks. Yes.
1: Did you assume like I did when she said fireworks, that fireworks was in quotes and fireworks Meant drugs. Now I do. Oh, because I did. When she said selling fireworks, I was like, hmm, hmm, anything else?
0: Just fireworks? Just fireworks? What else do people sell with fireworks?
1: But then she's also a cop. So I, I didn't know what was happening.
0: I feel like if you sell fireworks, you're selling not drugs, but you're like buying underage kids liquor at the 7 Eleven. Like I feel like those two go more hand in hand than like hardcore drugs.
1: It does. It's like a low level of excitement. You're a criminal, but you're a firework criminal. Mm -hmm. So I don't know.
0: So her friend, friend, friend is in quotes. I don't know. Fireworks in quotes. Friend is in quotes. For sure. John Daruba is there. And when the cops come in, though, because they're about to give her bad news, they say, is he family? And she says, yes, but not in
1: a convincing way. She goes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, totally. The crime scene is an isolated parking lot and we see Isaiah's body in the car shot. And I was shooketh because they might show a hand or a foot, but they don't usually show a full body. So it seemed like a lot to me. Could you
1: see the full body? Because on my phone, I saw a leg.
0: No, you can see his torso and his legs. Oh, yeah. Okay, Just just can't see his head. John Daruba is sitting down with Andrea. He is our main interview in this episode. He and Andrea walk all over the entirety of Long Island and just basically are on a walking tour of Long Island. Yeah, they do. Over multiple days, it seemed. But she's in different outfit. So Andrea says there was something left. Secrets. So many secrets. Secrets. But they'd all eventually spill out. Don't they always?
1: That was very dramatic.
0: And I was like, yes, Andrea, they always do. So Andrea is walking on the beach now with Isaiah's mom and stepdad. And his stepdad, Patrick, who's adorable, is, as Dennis would say, straight out of Central Casting for Law & Order. He is a actual retired homicide detective for NYPD. And he looks and sounds like it. Loved it.
1: I'm sorry. And Marianne is straight out of central casting for Italian Mom. Italian Mom. She was fantastic too. This is a great couple.
0: You can't leave her house without carrying a casserole.
1: As much as you can carry. Yeah. I would say. No, take a roll.
0: Take two. She's like Vinny's mom on Jersey Shore. It's like, you want the chicken parm? You want the chicken tenders or the chicken parm? You're too skinny. Everybody, you got to eat up. What do you want me to make you? Okay, this is enough. Somebody's going to take the ZD. Who's taking the ZD? I can't have it here. Someone's going to take it. It is a crime against my whole persona if you don't take the ZD. I might as well jump off a bridge.
1: I want to go to that family. That's the bucket list. I would like to have a meal, a large sit-down meal with an Italian family.
0: Or we could just go to Olive Garden because when you're there, you're family. That was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, it was. So (laughs) Isaiah was a mama's boy. Shocker. And I say that with all due respect because Jewish moms are a lot like Italian moms. So I know of which I speak. Yep, I love them both. And Isaiah's mom says the umbilical cord was never cut. And Andrea finds that hysterical. She says she's never heard that expression before, which I found very hard to believe. But it was delightful. Andrea has some great moments in this episode. Yeah, she does. Isaiah wanted a family more than anything. And in 2010, Isaiah's stepdad, Patrick, he works at the NYPD. He has this colleague, Valerie, who sees Isaiah's picture on Patrick's desk and says, who's that? Hook a girl up. And Andrea says, oh, that's very bold. (laughs) That was very funny. Andrea, I know you can be bold. I bet you were bold and you snagged your husband. No. No, he probably chased her. Who am I kidding? Yeah. So stepdad Patrick hooks them up. Hmm. Isaiah fell for Valerie fast. He loved her little daughter. because She was a single mom. They got married. They had a son, Sal. So Italian, New York. And Isaiah was thrilled. He finally had the family that he always wanted. Enter John Daruba, who was there at the beginning when she got the news about Isaiah. And then Lester, as we go to commercial, says, an officer admired for her bravery meets an admirer of a different sort. But he's a different kind of admirer.
1: For her baked ZD. Got it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's another (laughs) that's a new euphemism. I don't like that. I don't know what it means. but I don't either. For her bread rolls.
0: <laughs> no, I don't like that bread either. Bread sticks.
1: No, no,
0: Just, no. I can't think of any other B Italian. I'll think about it. So Andrea sits down with journalist Anna Garcia for her podcast, True Crime Daily. And if my voice is raising, it's because, yes, we have another podcaster on Dateline who is not us.
1: That's great for them. That must be so much fun for them. Good job, True Crime Daily. Everyone, take a listen and give them five stars.
0: Congratulations. No, we're not bitter at all. Just kidding. She seems lovely. Anna, call us. So she says the case was outrageous, which is the second time someone uses this word in this episode or the first time out of two. And every time I hear that word to this day, I sing truly, truly, truly outrageous in my head. Is that weird? Gem and the Holograms. Oh. Anybody. Every time I hear that word.
1: If you're going to have a glitch, that's the one.
0: Every time. If they say outrageous, I'm like, but was it truly, truly, truly outrageous? Or was it just outrageous? That's fantastic. Valerie grew up in a nice family. She always wanted to be a cop. And we cut to the body cam and she's crying over how to tell her kids. And she says, I lost my mom at 18. It changed my life. Remember that for later. Oh, boy. In 2017, she caught a bank robber red handed as he was fleeing, which is incredible. And she's on camera manhandling him, lady handling him. Mm -hmm. And she's chewing gum, which someone points out like how tough she looks. It's very funny because usually I describe chewing gum on this podcast as like the kid leaning back in his chair in the classroom, like very like bag
1: of wieners, sarcastic,
0: yeah. like, yeah, teach. Sure. sure. I think that's important. Yeah. Yo, teach. But she's doing it as like a power move. And I had not seen it that way very much. So I might have to incorporate that into my gum chewing repertoire.
1: A power smack, power smacking,
0: power snacking. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, I like it. Andrea. So she was lauded for this. She won some awards. She's like very respected police officer. Soldier of the year. Yeah. But she's not a soldier. She did volunteer work for the National Guard, I believe. And won Soldier
1: of the Year. Yeah. That seems like a big award.
0: Yeah. Andrea is walking down the street in skinny jeans. She looks amazing in this whole episode. Yeah. And she's walking with John. John lives in Queens. He is from a neighborhood full of Italians, he says. Also shocking information. And even John Gotti is from there.
1: Did you like this neighborhood? I really liked it.
0: Oh, I love it. There's like a canal almost. Yeah. And so there's lots of waterfront and it just looks really nice.
1: A lot of docks. Yeah. It seemed like a nice place to live. Yeah. And I bet everybody kind of knows each other and they do share mm-hmm. casserole.
0: Yeah. But John, not Gotti, but John, this John. Daruba. Daruba. He's a little bit, you want a hot dog? You want a hot dog? Can I hot offer dog. you a hot, hot dog? dog? Hot dog, I got a hot dog here. Would that make you happy if you got a hot dog? <laughs> and if you don't remember that, I don't remember which episode it was. from.
1: But from one of our double dates, one of the latest double dates. It's a technique to use when trying to subdue an out of control child. <laughs> Thanks, super nanny. <laughs> I learned, I've been learning uh, things.
0: So John is a divorced dad with a teenage daughter. One day he's outside washing his car. An officer drives by to say hello. It was Valerie. And they're chatting. And he asks her, are you single? And she says, I'm married. And her partner, because her partner is also in the car while she's doing this flirting, leans over and says, she's not happily married. Is Long Island like Love Island, where cops just patrol around trying to meet singles and their partners are wingmen?
1: this story seemed odd to me.
0: So strange.
1: Was she coming to him for a reason? Or was she literally just driving down the street, saw him? Andrea's response right now basically sums up what my train of thought is.
0: So Andrea says to John, were you shirtless? How was she drawn to you so fast? Bingo.
1: That's what I don't understand. Just like a guy in his mid fifties washing his car. Yeah. And She's like,
0: Hey yeah. Uh. Well, he jokes. He's very funny. He says it must have been my bald head that attracted her. So he is bald. He's like a stocky Italian guy in his early to mid 50s. She is early 30s. And Andrea says that is quite an age difference. Did that bother you? And he says age is just a number, which is what every man in their mid-50s says when he's trying to date someone younger. That's on 90 Day Fiance. Sure. Uh, that's what Ben says on 90 Day Fiance. So I don't like it. She says she's going through a bad divorce, but they can keep chatting. So they exchange Instagram accounts. First red flag. No, red flag number one is she's picking you up on the side of the road. Red flag number two. She says my Instagram is homicide hands. Hands is with a Z. Red flag number three. I don't like it with the Z. I hate the S with the Z. Yeah. That's the third red flag. I also don't like this whole Instagram name for a cop. Also, it reminds me of Homicide Howie from that Dateline episode, The Bridge. Yeah. And he was the bag of wieners. And you might expect that from him. You would not maybe expect that from a cop.
1: Why is there a heart after Homicide Hands with a Z?
0: So many questions.
1: It's conflicting information. So my brain kind of short circuited when I looked at it. I was like, I don't.
0: Why? It's a massive red flag. And John says, I didn't expect that Instagram handle for a cop. And Andrea says, or anyone really.
1: Especially not with the heart. Why is the heart there?
0: Why is there a heart? Because she's a lover. You love homicide? And a fighter. She's a lover and a killer. Yeah, she loves homicide. Yeah. So Valerie says that she'll go out with John on the DL because she works with her husband's stepdad in the NYPD. And so she has to be very careful. And Andrea says to John, okay, so you're seeing some red flags, but you just keep going. It was a shade. You bet. And what Andrea doesn't know at this point is that John is clearly colorblind because he ignores the most red flags I've ever seen in one episode. And he just keeps going. She has a magic Clovis.
1: I think that they're not red flags to him. I think that maybe he's dated some wild women in his time. Yeah, maybe. And if she's not like selling methamphetamine out of the trunk, then it's right. fine.
0: He likes the danger of a woman that might kill him after they have sex. That is what's exciting to him.
1: Is it supposed to mean killer hands? Homicide hands. And so but she thought the alliteration was cuta. So homicide
0: hands like she's gives killer massages? That's what I'm wondering. Yes. So they start dating. They keep it secret, except they seem to take a ton of photos of themselves kissing. So it's not that secret. They would hook up at hotels where Andrea says they had lots of sex. Thanks, Andrea. So she worked in domestic abuse. And unfortunately, she says she is also the victim of domestic abuse, that her husband, Isaiah, is abusive. And not just that, John tells us he always is playing video games and he's not a nice person. Yeah. So John felt like he could save her. Don't they always? Don't they always? Oh, no. Then we meet his friend. Oh, my God. His friend has the biggest cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. It encompassed all the other cowboy hats we've ever seen on Dateline. It ate them. Possibly. And, and a tiny American flag pin. So, like, biggest hat in the world tiny American flag pin because he loves being a cowboy, but he also likes America tiny bit. I think this
1: may have been a situation where it's being dwarfed by the hat and his lapels on his jacket. Maybe. So it's a perspective thing. Yeah. Something's happening there.
0: This friend's name is Mark Gus Scott. And I know what you're thinking. That Mark Gus Scott? Yes. Yes. You are correct. It is that Mark Guscott from the famous question mark? Maybe to Katie?
1: Oh, you wish.
0: 90s glam rock band Trickster. Thoughts? I thought it was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> trickster? They're tricking us. Trickster. I figured you knew them and I just didn't. And I felt I feel like Jake would know them.
1: I almost texted Jake Yeah. When they're being Googled, I don't see any songs come up right away, which is a bad sign because if they had a hit song, it would come up immediately. Well, I
0: think their hit song is the one we see the music video for, which is one in a million. It sounded vaguely familiar to me. Their hair felt very familiar to me. That was everyone's hair in music videos in that era. Oh,
1: no, they look like every other. Yeah. Glam rock sort of metal band. Yeah. But was he in the band? Who's in the band? Is the question I have?
0: Mark was the drummer. And so he knows John because John was doing security for the band.
1: There we go. So
0: he is talking about how he's never seen John be into a woman like this. And he thinks that this is true love. And John is really fallen head over heels for this woman. And Andrea says it was one in a million. And Mark laughs so hard and says, you got me. You got me. I thought him and Andrea had a great time together.
1: They totally did.
0: So John it was security for the band, but he had many jobs in his 50 some odd years. He flipped houses. He had a bakery. He ran a tattoo parlor out of an old bank, which is the coolest thing I've ever heard.
1: I thought it looked really cool. They had the picture of them all in front of the vault. Yes. Do you think they called it the vault? Vault Tattoo Parlor.
0: That would be a good name. Yeah. I hope so. It's a great idea. And he also did security for Sam Kinison, comedian, who also said... Mm -hmm. All the time. Yes, ma'am. So when Valerie was on vacay with her husband and two children, she was not willing to let go of John, even for those few days. She would write him all the time. She would call him, like she would sneak off and call him. She's very into John and his bald head. She wrote his name in the sand while she was on vacation. Her name with his last name It's very Shades of Sheila Davaloo. But he loved this obsessiveness about him. Like he wasn't weirded out by this. He meets her children and Valerie says... This is my friend, Mary. Now, again, stocky, Italian, 53-year-old named Mary. Bald head. Could be. Could be. 100%. Gender is fluid, but not in this situation. No, ma'am. She does that so that her kids will go home. And if the dad asks, Isaiah asks any questions, they'll say, we met mom's friend, Mary. The problem with this is you are drawing too much attention to the fact. Oh. They will say, we met mom's friend, Mary. He's a man. He has a bald head. He looks like our uncle. Gino. Gino. But his name is Mary. Isn't that funny, dad? You're drawing too much attention to it. I believe it's called the Barbra Streisand effect. And it's when you like unintentionally draw attention to something by calling it out, but you that's not what you wanted to happen. But- It draws a bunch of attention to it.
1: The Barbra Streisand effect. Why?
0: I think like someone did something like artwork or something of hers. I don't know, but she didn't like it. She tried to sue, but it got or she it was something ridiculous like that. And she wanted to sue. So someone started tweeting the story how that she was suing these people. And it drove millions of people to this website that had this stuff that she didn't want seen. And that's why she was suing. But I get it. Millions of people went to the site because they heard about the lawsuit. I see. And so she drew all this attention to it.
1: That's funny. I've never heard of that. Why didn't she just say John? Because I would guess that in that area, (laughs) there's five million. You could yell John and seven people are going to turn around.
0: I'm sure there's Johns in the family. And if they just said, oh, we saw John, he would be like, oh, cousin John. Oh, other cousin John. Uncle John, my nephew, John. It's such a simple name. They yeah. might forget his yeah. name. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Feels like an easy win there, but.
0: Don't introduce your children to the man you're sleeping with. How about that? Yeah, that, there's also that. Yeah.
1: That's not great.
0: So she tells Andrea that it was love at first sight and he starts to cry. This is not the first time that he cries in this episode. And I did feel like there were tears or at least wetness happening. At this point, the
1: choking up this first time that we see this, uh-huh. it kind of got me. Mm-hmm. Because of the way he does it, he says cut.
0: Yeah, he says cut like he wants to stop the interview. Yeah.
1: All of a sudden, it's like overwhelmed with emotion. And yeah. so it was kind of hard to watch that sort of raw emotion. You feel instantly bad. That might change.
0: but Yeah, it's going to change in 3.7 minutes. So they would meet up at Dunkin' and McDonald's to have booty time. And I don't know. Uh, I could have said that in a different way. To handle their business. To handle their business. And uh, I just felt like there's got to be a healthier way to have an affair without all this fast food. Enter Monk Pack. There we go. Much like John's affair with Valerie, Valerie, Junk food might satisfy your cravings, but it's not that good for you. It's time for you to start an illicit affair with Monk Pack Bars. They are so delicious that you'll feel like you're cheating on your diet, but they're actually good for you. It's a win. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars only have one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories. But they'll fill you up, and they're so quick and portable I literally keep them in my car, in my purse, in my backpack. Sometimes I just find one in my pocket. Sometimes I'm brushing my hair out and there's one in a knot in my hair. There we go. It happens all the time. They're great if you're keto and if you're trying to eat less carbs or sugar, but they're also just great if you like things that taste good. I've been eating my box of sea salt dark chocolate because they are crunchy and chewy and the flavor is perfection. But I've also heard really good things about the vegan protein cookies. Yes. And they have a bunch of flavors and our listeners are raving about them. So that will definitely be in my next order. And they have a variety backpack pack for those. They have like macadamia, white chocolate and like some really good ones. OK, sold. Yeah. Snickerdoodle. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting MonkPack.com and entering code DATE Dateline at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to MonkPack.com. That's dot com, and select any product, then enter code date dateline at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on and that you will never want to cheat on because they're so good. They are. Thank you, Monk Pack. Thank you, Monk Pack. Katie, being a 90s glam rocker is hard on your skin.
1: Oh, don't I know it.
0: When you see someone out in the street, you could just tell they look weathered. They were a 90s glam rocker, weren't they?
1: (laughs) It's it's that easily spotable. It probably Mm -hmm. is. And speaking of spots... Oh boy. Oh, if you ever had a breakout at the worst possible time? I have had breakouts at some of the most significant events in my life. But even more horrible than that is the day to day dealing with my acne. That's what really got to me. If you don't feel good in your skin, it can be demoralizing. And that's why here at a date with Dateline, we love apostrophe. Not only has apostrophe significantly improved my skin with my treatment plan customized for me. Apostrophe has helped me feel a little better on an everyday basis just when I look in the mirror, and that's the best thing about it. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who creates a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. All you have to do is fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you take a few selfies and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan, just for you. Apostrophe treats all kinds of acne too hormonal acne, facial acne, even chest knee, back knee, and butt knee. How dare you? <laughs> they treat breakouts from head to toe. For me, I was dragging my feet on the actual process of getting some help for my skin. I knew I was going to have to go through this whole rigmarole. First, there's the looking for a dermatologist, asking friends if they know someone, then trying to navigate through a million online searches, then going through the motions of making the appointment, making it to the appointment, sitting in the waiting room, and then having to wait in line at the pharmacy. And we're all busy folks with busy lives. So apostrophe is the dream come true. If that last list of steps sounds just plain daunting, apostrophe is for you submitting your visit is super quick and you don't need to schedule an appointment or wait in a single line. When you have your first visit with an apostrophe provider, it's so nice to know there's a real dermatologist taking care to craft your own personal treatment plan. We have a really special deal for our listeners. You can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash date dateline. Use our code DATE DATELINE to get started. And this code is available only to our listeners. So just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click begin visit, then use our code DATE DATELINE at sign up to get your first visit for only $5. It's unheard of. Amazing. That's A P O S T R O P H E dot com slash date dateline. And use that code DATE DATELINE when you sign up to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for $5. Thank you so much, Apostrophe, for putting a period at the end of my skin problems.
0: Thank you, Apostrophe. Thank you, Apostrophe. Andrea asks John if there was hanky-panky in these fast food meetups, which I thought was very Dennis of her.
1: Very much so.
0: And he says sometimes. I don't feel like it was sometimes, John. So I think you got that extra value supersize. I think you supersize that. Oh boy. I don't know what that means, but it, it sounded sexy. <laughs> so one night they pull into a parking lot to hook up and John says, oh my God, your husband, Isaiah, he's standing over there in the dark, 200 feet away. And so Isaiah is like, it's like a horror movie. It's like the T-Rex is coming.
1: The water droplet.
0: And Isaiah's looking all around because apparently Valerie had find my iPhone on her phone. And Isaiah was starting to get suspicious, but he never saw them in the parking lot. They got away with it. And Andrea says, were you starting to feel guilty about this? And he says, no, because I thought Isaiah was abusive and horrible. So I felt nothing. But he did start to think, Something's not right about Valerie because she said he wants a divorce, but he's also coming out in the middle of the night to look for her. And just some of these things are odd. And it's one of the many times that he senses something is very odd, but he continues on Magic girl Clovis. How
1: early are we in the relationship when that happens? Maybe like a month.
0: Yeah. A month. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So one day she invited John to the house and he pulls up and Isaiah's car is there. And he calls her and he says, I can't come in. Isaiah's there. And she says, just park and watch the show. Mm. Within minutes, officers pull up and Isaiah is arrested. And he calls her and he's like, what did you do? And she's like, I got him arrested. This is one way to get him out of the house. He wouldn't stay at his mother's. And I didn't want him here. So what is going on? She got him arrested for smacking her hand and her phone fell and broke the screen protector. Mm. And apparently that is enough in New York to get him arrested. And she knew the laws very well and she worked in domestic violence. Mm. So he pleads guilty to disorderly conduct, moves out of the house. Isaiah does. He suspects she's cheating. Yeah. Thank God. His parents are saying, get a divorce, get a divorce. He doesn't want his kids to go through a divorce like he went through when he was a kid. So he really wants to keep the family together somehow. Meanwhile, John is buying Valerie jewelry, clothing, to the detriment of his own bills at his house. He also is seeing a very mean, jealous streak in her. And this is the one that would get me to leave. Yeah. But she's not jealous of other women. Exactly. She's very jealous of his 14-year-old daughter. Anytime he spends time with her, which he does because he is raising her. She lives full-time at his house. She lives with him. She gets really jealous. And when he buys her things, she says, Why are you buying her things and not buying me and my kids things? Bye. 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 It's nice, been nice knowing you, Valerie. Take a hike. His friend, Mark Glamrocker, is concerned. And feels like John is actually like addicted in this. It's very 90 Day Fiance.
1: This is very much
0: very representative of at least two of the couples on this season of 90 Day Fiance.
1: I see shades of Jasmine and Gino. Yep. And then who else are we saying?
0: Mike and Jimena.
1: Yep. There we go. Yeah.
0: Then one day, Valerie freaked out because his daughter texted him and she heard the phone and she said, who are you texting? Probably she said, who the are you texting? And he said, I'm just emailing. It's just an email I got. He totally does a bad lying job because he didn't want her to start yelling about the daughter. She pulls out a gun out of her duffel bag and points it at his face. And she says, if you ever lie to me again, I will blow your head off.
1: What is happening here?
0: John, you got to leave. Now, I do feel like there is a lot of weird emotional abuse that's happening and things that are preventing John from leaving. But like, John, leave. This is dangerous. And also your daughter. This is dangerous for your daughter. You need to get away. Yeah. So John has finally had enough for at least the next five minutes. And he calls NYPD internal affairs. He turns her in. They take away her gun and they put her on desk duty while they investigate. John says he is done with the relationship for the next four minutes. (laughs) Isaiah, he is also done for the next three and a half minutes and is talking to a divorce attorney. His attorney says she has never seen a woman with this Svengali-like effect on men. And it is what Magic Clovis. It's like Kelly and Ira, the podiatrist. It's she's a witchy woman.
1: She's a witchy woman.
0: And there's something going on in the bedroom.
1: It is always your opinion. I know. I am more of the opinion that there is some other kind of
0: magic. Cauldron brewing love spells. Could be. I do feel like John is drawn to the crazy a little bit, like what you said. He does love a crazy chick.
1: Yeah, maybe he has a low boredom threshold and things will never be boring. Yeah.
0: So at this point, everyone seems to be done with Valerie. Isaiah's stepdad gets brought into the picture. Patrick. Patrick, who we love. Mm -hmm. He gets a message on his phone. A stranger writes him and says that he wants to meet... And he can help with his son, Isaiah's divorce. Strangest, most vague message. And Patrick is a brave man. He's a former cop. And he's like, yeah, I'll go meet this stranger in Queens. And he's like, don't go, Patrick. He goes. Well, he's
1: no, he's fine. He's going to protect himself. He
0: probably brought a gun. I'm sorry. And Patrick
1: is for sure a Pat, right? Yeah. Word. Okay.
0: Patty, Great. maybe Patty. So he goes, it is... John. They sit down and John says, I've been dating Valerie for quite a while now. I did some snooping on her phone and I found these text messages from your son, Isaiah. And I realized that he seems like a lovely guy, that he is not the monster that she has been portraying and that I have been lied to. And he seems just really wanting to keep the family together. And I feel terrible. Also, don't go through Valerie's phone. She will kill you.
1: No, that's exactly what I This is not
0: a woman where you can do that. Really, you should never do that. But she really will kill you. So he says, I feel really badly. I realize Isaiah is a nice guy. Can I meet with Isaiah to apologize? Mm. (laughs) This is one of the many times where John's just seems just very odd. John's, life decisions and choices just seems strange.
1: He doesn't really have much fear, does he?
0: No, he really doesn't. So, yeah, can I meet? with And the dad, Patrick, is like, I, I don't know. I'll ask Isaiah if he wants to meet with you. And Isaiah says, yes, I'll totally meet with the guy who was boning my wife.
1: But he suspected already that she was having an affair. So part of this must feel good for Isaiah, right? Where yeah, because
0: he knows for sure. Yeah.
1: Okay, it's confirmed this is happening. Also, it is great for his divorce.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: She's cheating on him. So,
0: yeah. So they sit down for a meeting at a restaurant called Buffalo Wild Wings, a place where their tagline is the perfect place to amicably meet your wife's mistress for the first time.
1: I feel like it is actually. Have you ever been inside a Buffalo Wild Wings? No, I have always been shocked by the amount of cars in the parking lots of Buffalo Wild Wings. I know two locations that were by where
0: I used to live just packed all the time. So it's at least half of that is people meeting their spouse's lover for the first time.
1: But it's super crowded. That's good, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So but it's a I kind of want to go and just order a salad and people watch eavesdrop on all the other tables.
1: I'll do that with you. That sounds like a good plan
0: come on. Charles said on Twitter, he was like, imagine you're eating, you're like, buy one, get one wing special, whatever. And the people in the next booth is John and Isaiah meeting each other for the first time.
1: I would not hear one word anyone said to me if that was happening.
0: And someone else was like, live tweet that conversation, live tweet. So Isaiah told John, I love my son and I don't want a divorce. I don't want to break up my family. And John is telling Andrea this and he starts crying for the second time. And he said he felt so guilty. And he says, you know, I'm not one of these guys who just like cheats around and doesn't even care. I'm sensitive, you know, I got a daughter. Okay, is he crying? I need, he's crying again, yeah.
1: But with tears?
0: Yes, with tears. And this is funny for several reasons because one I don't like when men say, I have a daughter, so I support women not getting assaulted. Or like, you know, when people are there, that's the thing. I have a daughter. This is painful. You don't need to have a daughter to understand that that's wrong. Also, you didn't feel bad before at the beginning. I don't like But that. anyways, John is a sensitive, sensitive guy. And he has a daughter. So-
1: I don't like him saying he's a sensitive. I don't like it when people- tell you their personality. That immediately to me was a red flag. Mm, You're having to tell us that we get you're doing the right thing. We can all see that actually trying to meet with Isaiah is the right thing to do in this case. Yeah. So. hmm. But
0: apparently it's okay to sleep around with as many married women as you want if their husbands are not nice. That's kind of what he's saying. If their husbands are nice, though, then you don't sleep with their wives.
1: But if they're going through a divorce, you can. Right. Uh, Where's the line here? Yeah.
0: But he had to know that she was never going through a divorce. I mean, they dated for like a year and no divorce was happening.
1: Yeah, that is true. Good.
0: Meanwhile, Valerie won't stop calling John and they had broken up. He files a restraining order against her. She violates it and he turns her in. She's arrested. But on the day he's supposed to testify against her in court, he looks across the room and he sees that magic Clovis. I mean, her eyes giving him not bedroom eyes, but courtroom eyes.
1: I'm trying to do it. And
0: Katie's doing it right now. It's very distracting and alluring.
1: It's not good, but I'm trying to flip imaginary hair and
0: He felt the fireworks from, again, with fireworks across the room. He felt that burning desire. And Andrea says, well, there's nothing like a restraining order hearing to get the fires burning.
1: Atta girl, Andrea. Yep,
0: you did it. So he's like super turned on in the courtroom. Then Valerie's dad, who we've never meet, comes over to him and says, you know, can you really drop the case against her? This is her career. She's a cop. She's a good cop. She shouldn't lose a career just because she pulled a gun on you.
1: Come on, be a man. What's a gun?
0: Yeah. So John says, I didn't want her to lose her job because I thought she was super qualified to be a police officer. And so I lied in court and said that she didn't break the restraining order and nothing was wrong. They dropped the case and they get back together. Love wins. You guys love wins. John says, we decided to give it one more shot. Okay. After a gun is pulled on you. A don't say one more shot. (laughs) That's true. Also, after a gun is introduced into the relationship, there are no more shots.
1: No, that's you're done.
0: That's done. Also, I thought you felt so guilty because Isaiah was such a good guy, John. She flashes her Clovis at you and now you're like suddenly forgetting that you cried and said John was so nice. You couldn't do this to him anymore. Okay, hypocrite.
1: I feel like there is so much more to this story. I don't think it was just seeing her in court. It can't be.
0: It was that and the dad saying she's going to lose her job. But
1: that's an easy way to just let it
0: go. But actually getting
1: back together feels like there was much more happening, but maybe not.
0: I think she's that addictive and this is one of those really emotionally toxic relationships where they break up and get back together in extraordinarily dramatic circumstances like with restraining orders.
1: Do you think that maybe Valerie also loves high drama? Drama. And so Isaiah just was not bringing the drama to the table?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So John moves in. With her kids, he has a family now. He keeps saying, I finally have a family. You had a family, you have a daughter that she's super jealous of that
1: you live with, that you're raising.
0: He's been saying all this stuff like, I really was hoping to have a family later on down the line. I was like, Okay, you're in your 50s. What is later on down the line? And you have a daughter, you already have a daughter. He's doing the Ben from 90 Day Fiance where he's like, I can't wait to start a family with you. You have five kids at home that you're ignoring. It's done. You did that. Oh my! You goodness. had your chance. So he moves in with her and guess who doesn't move in with her? His daughter, because Valerie says, you can come. She can't come in. She can't move in with us. So John, if you didn't hate him enough, you're going to now sends away his daughter to live with friends while he moves in with this lady and her children that are young and that he's going to help take care of. John, you maybe had me for like five seconds. You lost me now.
1: No, he had us for a good 20 minutes is the problem. You lost me.
0: And he keeps saying like, my daughter's the most important person in my life. I love my daughter more than anything. No, you love what your wean is getting more than anything else. You love this toxic, crazy woman who pulled a gun on you more than anything else. So then Valerie is attacked on the job. She needs surgery. She starts taking a lot of pills. And this is where things get ramped up to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. She starts freaking out about the divorce with Isaiah because she doesn't want him getting any of her police pension. She doesn't want him getting any money. So she says to John... Isaiah has to go before the divorce hearing. John says, go where? He says it to Andrea Canning. And Andrea says, 12 feet under. She did? Yeah. My dad thought it was hilarious. And my dad is madly in love with Andrea still. And it makes everyone uncomfortable. So John says, well, I think it's a side effect from the pills. (laughs) But if you were doing those uh, side effects, you'd be like,
1: yeah, may want to kill your.
0: This may cause diarrhea, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, um, homicidal mania,
1: homicidal hands,
0: homicidal hands, homicide hands. And the hands will be spelled with a Z. And it's people pushing their child on a swing and sailing on a boat over the voice of you being like,
1: Wait, can they be pushing on this swing and then all of a sudden it like zooms in and the person starts looking at their hands?
0: And the hands? The hands turn homicidal.
1: And then, no, it just turns from its color when the child is pushing yeah. on the swing, and then yeah. it goes into that blood relatives like, yeah, the colors change and it's that weird sepia, black and white. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Absolutely. We nailed it. So yeah, he thinks it's just the pills, but she won't let it go. She keeps asking him, find me a hitman. When are you going to find me a hitman? Hot dog, hot dog, you want a hot dog? When are you going to find me a hitman? So every day she's asking him. At the same time, her jealousy over his daughter is becoming even more obsessive. She is cyber stalking the daughter, tracking her every move. And she asked John to cover up a tattoo of his daughter's name on his arm. And he does it. He blacks out his daughter's name. What's wrong with you? Why? Why? Who hurt you, John? What Clovis did this to you? Was it a witch's brew? Because that's the only thing that I can that will make it make sense. Because it's got to be done. This like I was done already. I'm done even more. Or there's
1: something happening here. We'll get to it later that would make all this make sense. Yeah. But his story does not make any sense right now. No. But this is all seemingly okay. Yeah. Also, what happened with her and the daughter? Because we are told at the beginning that Valerie and his daughter
0: were okay. And then all of a sudden it shifted. I think the daughter saw through Valerie and thought that she was trouble. in a way her dad did not. Yeah. I'm sure she didn't want him to talk to mark the guy with the giant hat and the tiny pin either, because he was negative on their relationship. But it does seem to be more jealous of the daughter because she's a female, which is very strange. Yeah. So John blacks out the tattoo. He says if he didn't obey, she'd lock him out of the house at night. Okay, great. I was like, good. That's a
1: perfect solution. Then just go and move into the holiday and extended stay. Mm hmm. And set up camp yeah. there. Get your laptop going and find there's a job. There's
0: some, yeah, speculation about his money problems. Like, did he have to move in because he couldn't afford it?
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying not to say.
0: But it, at the beginning, he was paying for a lot of stuff. So no, at the beginning, he said he was paying for a lot of stuff. He said he was paying for it. That's a good point. I think there's definitely emotional manipulation going on here. So it's not as easy as we're saying, just walk away.
1: No, it's not. It's not. I'm. I'm not saying
0: that. Yeah. But the way that your daughter is being brought into this is gross. So his friend Mark is like, wise up, wake up, walk away. There we go. Yeah, that's the trifecta. He says this is a non-negotiable. And he's very emphatic talking to Andrea like he's royally ticked. And I don't blame him. I am, too.
1: Yeah, we all are. He's he spoke for all of us in this part. He did. of the interview. Yeah, because everyone's screaming Absolutely. at their TV at this point.
0: I might download one of his singles. So just to support I don't know how the song goes. I don't remember. It sounded just very generic to like any song from that era. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it really did. Like. Where at some point it's big, big music behind.
1: Baby, you're one in a million. Yeah. And then he'll uh-huh. quiet, Baby, you're one in a million. And that's how it is. And that's how it ends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Can you hear it? Do you, do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. So then Valerie adds another person to her hit list. And you knew it was going to be more than one because a list does imply that there's more than one. So we knew it couldn't just be Isaiah. It is the daughter. We, by the way, do not have the daughter's name because she's a minor. So they never say her name. Or show her face. Or show her face. Valerie says, if your daughter was out of our way, we could be together with my kids. And John says to Andrea, I just thought she was losing her rocker. That's several metaphors that you have combined into one, but I'm fine with it. Okay. And yes, she has lost her rocker. She has.
1: It got stolen off the porch. What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Walk away. Why is
1: it okay for her kids to be in the picture, but definitely not his?
0: She thinks they could all be a happy family together with her kids.
1: That's not together
0: then. But not with your kid. In fact, your kid has to be dead. Or I can't be truly happy. So... He says to Andrea, I never entertain these thoughts. I never thought she would really mean this. I always thought tomorrow will be a better day. I do think a lot of people in these sort of relationships always think that it'll get better and it will never get better.
1: They do. They'll be in a better mood tomorrow. Really common. It's
0: Or if you're dating an addict or, you know, have a parent that's an alcoholic or something, tomorrow will be better. But we do have
1: these extenuating circumstances of which she's actually...
0: Homicide hands. To kill your daughter.
1: Right. It's bad.
0: Walk away. So he even has to lie to Valerie that he wasn't seeing his daughter anymore, that she like moved. She's gone. I don't even talk to her anymore. Just to get her off of, of the daughter's mind. And he decides not to go to police, but to continue making stuff up. As Andrea says. This
1: is weird.
0: So it was okay when she pulled a gun on you. That was fine. You needed to go to the police. Yeah. You were like the gun pulled on my face. I have to go turn you in. You're threatening to kill how my daughter killed. I'm not going to the police. I'm just going to lie and say my daughter went out of town. Go take go. I just go live in a homeless shelter with your daughter. At least she'll be safe.
1: Call, Call Cowboy. Call your friend.
0: Mark has that one in a million money still rolling in. No, right? but he might
1: be able to put you up in his back room or on his couch or in his truck, wherever you you do have friends. You are not alone on an, on Long Island. On
0: a Long Island. So seriously, just. Yeah. You know what, Katie? No man is a Long Island. No, nope. I am a rock. I'm a Long Island.
1: <laughs> and a rock feels no pain. <laughs>
0: So he decides to keep going along with Valerie and he tells her, "I know a hitman for $7,000." Very reasonable price.
1: Yeah, how does that fall on our list? 7,000.
0: I think that's fairly reasonable. Seems cheap. I think 50 or tw- even 20. Seems very cheap.
1: For two murders? Cheap. Yeah,
0: that's super cheap. He says, "Yeah, I know this hitman."
1: I could definitely see a hitman meeting happening at a Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: Yeah, that I could for sure. I bet we have seen that. So he's hoping she'll say, forget about it. (laughs) He just said, forget about it. But I was like, forget about it.
1: Say it right, John, (laughs) or don't say it.
0: Don't yeah, don't say it at all. You're not going to say it Mm -hmm. the way I hear it on TV and in the movies. He is hoping she will just drop the issue, but she immediately pulls the car over. To a bank. You wait in the car. I'm going to get that money. And she takes out $7,000. Now he's like, what am I supposed to do?
1: Take the money and go to the Holiday Inn extended stay, John. With your daughter. Come on. Weekly rental. Hotel. Let's go. Yeah. Airbnb. Wait, did you lose your house at this point? Your house is gone because you moved in with her.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he says... Um, The uh, hitman, he doesn't want cash. He uh, wants gold coins like doubloons. Yes. What hitman is like, I'd actually I want my money in gold coins. Bullion.
1: I would do that. (laughs) I love a good coin or gold bar, (laughs) silver bars, any of that. Yes, I would like it very complicated. John
0: is hoping she'll hear this and be like, oh, that's too much work. I'm going to drop it. She goes online and she's like, how do you get gold coins? I say what you want about Valerie. She's a real go getter. She was soldier of the year. Yeah, she gets things done. I bet she'd plan a great wedding. Planning a wedding is a lot like finding a hitman. The tasks never end.
1: Ain't that the truth?
0: Your hairdresser might want gold coins. Your makeup artist
1: might want silver. You need to be prepared for all circumstances and no one is going (laughs) to get you more prepared than Zola. You know, I've been to dozens of weddings in my time, and one of my favorite parts is seeing the choices Mm -hmm. they make in the wedding venue, in the decorations, in the invitations. And I'm not saying I judge them. I'm just saying I like Mm -hmm. to see them because it's like an inside look into the personality of Mm -hmm. the bride and groom. It's the most telling. It's like personality Mm -hmm. on display for all their friends and family. And they're all different. Every wedding, like couples, are completely unique. And that's why... For any wedding you want, there's one place to start, and that's Zola. Zola has everything you need all in one place. They've literally thought of everything. Venues, invites, registry. They'll be with you every step of the way during your wedding planning journey. I remember my own wedding had a lot of parts that I hadn't thought about when I started that journey, and I really needed a guide. And that's why it's great to have Zola so I wasn't constantly annoying my married friends with texts. Zola was an expert guide you can use to navigate some of the unexpected parts. You don't have a nephew that is a budding photographer (laughs) that will take pictures for free? Zola to the rescue. Whatever your style or budget, Zola has you covered with photographers, venues, florists, and more. All those things that make your wedding happen. And once you've set the date, you can send the save the dates and invitations right on Zola too. That is amazingly mm-hmm. helpful. And there's so many great designs to choose from. And you can get a wedding website for free. And that's a really great word to hear when you're planning your wedding because it doesn't happen very often. Now for the really exciting part, building that wedding registry. Whatever you want, whatever your interest, they've got you covered. Their fantastic range of gifts covers cookware to camping because Zola knows Every couple is unique. Look, wedding planning shouldn't take over your life, and Zola has thought of everything, so you can plan the celebration that's right for the two of you. So start planning the wedding you want at Zola.com forward slash date dateline. That Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash date dateline. Because Zola is the one-stop shop for the bride and groom who are one in a trillion. Mm. Or... One in a
0: million. (laughs) Thank you, Zola. Thank you, Zola. If you're trying to hire a hitman or trying to avoid a hitman, one basic rule applies. You need a disguise to conceal your identity. Yes. I've been wanting to change up my look for some time, not because I'm hiring a hitman, but because my look is boring and has not changed since seventh grade. There's an up and coming glasses retailer called Kits that offers tons of different styles of glasses and sunglasses at affordable prices. So affordable that you can change up your look a few times so no one on Long Island will ever recognize you. You can get your first pair of Kits glasses for free. You just pay $9.95 for shipping. They also have designer glasses like Tom Ford and Gucci. And while your first pair of those isn't quite free, you can take 99 Canadian dollars and 69 US dollars off of those Ooh. glasses. I know it's such a good deal. Good deal. All lenses are manufactured in their optical lab based in Vancouver, Canada. So the quality is amazing and you get your glasses delivered to your house quickly, accompanied by Alanis Morissette and Avril Lavigne. That part might not be true. You can't. Don't take me on my word on that. Obviously, there are a few conditions. Some style exclusions apply. First pair free is only applicable up to negative four prescription. And that covers most people. But for people who have a more intense prescription and I'm not looking at anyone in particular, it's totally fine. You can still get a good deal. You get ninety nine Canadian dollars, sixty nine U.S. dollars off. Yeah. Yeah. I just ordered the cutest pair of sunglasses that are not aviators because thanks to their virtual try-on, I know that I cannot pull off aviators, but I can pull off most of the other styles. Thank goodness. Hmm. Get your first pair of Kits glasses on us. No strings attached. Just pay $9.95 for shipping. Go to kits.com. That's dot scom and use code FREEKITS. Thank you, kids. You ought to know about kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, kids. Thank you, kids. John is worried that Valerie will get frustrated and find a real killer to kill Isaiah and his daughter.
1: Valid. That's a valid fear.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, you maybe should have thought of that sooner, but he thought of it now, and that's good. He is finally at his wits' end. Now he is at his wits' end. So he calls the FBI. And at this point, Andrea and John are are done with their walking tour of Long Island and they're sitting at a diner together. It's very sweet.
1: I loved the coffee shop.
0: Yeah, I loved it. And they've been all over town. They've worked up quite an appetite. Yeah. So they give him a wire. The FBI gives him a wire to wear. He is still living with Valerie, acting like he's OK with getting his daughter killed. And he says to Andrea, I could have won the Academy Award. Andrea seemed
1: flustered by that.
0: I think she was.
1: She didn't quite know how to respond. She was like, oh, okay.
0: Good for you. Good for you that you were able to act like you didn't care if your daughter was murdered. Yeah, I think that's why she was flustered. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little odd or a lot odd. So they get matching till death tattoos. So he covered up the tattoo with his daughter's name. And he got a matching tattoo with Valerie that says till death. Sorry, is Valerie divorced at this point? I just, I begs the question. Still not, still not divorced. Cool. Yeah. Also, I don't like the phrase till death when you're talking with someone who is blatantly hiring a hitman for half of Long Island. Death could be very soon. She might flip on you at any time, John. Any second. You think you're so great. She's going to hire a hitman for you next, buddy. Also, people noticed, eagle-eyed viewers noticed that he still has the Till Death tattoo. (gasps) So while he got his daughter's name covered up, he has not gotten the Till Death tattoo covered up. And if he doesn't cover that up and put his daughter's name on it, I'm going to lose it. So I hope it's really painful to cover it up. Really painful. So Andrea says, did you feel like you were sleeping with the enemy? And he says, yes, I was with this woman I loved, but I didn't want her to kill my daughter. Okay, that's not sleeping with the enemy. She was terrified of her husband and she learned how to swim to escape him. You are saying you are still in love with this woman who wants to murder your daughter.
1: So he says that multiple times. This was my other, I mean, there's obviously there's huge red flags, but that was something that caught my attention as well. He says many Mm -hmm. times during this next portion that he was in love with her. I loved her. I Mm -hmm. was in love with her. Why does he keep because I think he's trying to justify why he did
0: all this stuff. And instead, it makes him look so much worse. Yes, it does. So then Andrea says we hear the recording that he made when he was taping her curse filled, Andrea says. And so this is from 2019. This is when he's taping her. And he says, I got a text. The hitman says it's on. And she's like, this better happen. You've been saying this is going to happen for a month now. This better happen. And he says, you know what? I've been thinking it's too suspicious if we do them both in the same weekend. My daughter and Isaiah. She says, OK, we'll take care of yours first. Then next month or next week, Isaiah will
1: do yours first. That makes it seem like he wants that one. Not that it's his daughter that you want her killed. I want Isaiah killed.
0: I think that she's because he's convinced her that he's okay with it, that he's also fine with his 14 year old daughter being killed. It's horrible. We'll take care of yours first, then mine. Easy peasy. These conversations sounded
1: really weird to me. Fake. It sounds like she doesn't really care. She's not invested in the conversation at all. It honestly sounds like she's in the kitchen rattling pots and pans, making a baked ziti. And he's like trying to get detailed with it. And she's like, whatever.
0: I don't care. Whatever. Just get it done. I don't need to know how the sausage is made, John. Just make it happen. And then he's like, police are going to be suspicious if they die close to each other and, you know, close in time. And she's like, so and what? Just get it done. Mm. The next conversation is, who do you want to go first? And she says, why are you asking me? I don't care. Doesn't matter. Fine. Isaiah, make it look like a robbery or his fireworks business. He carries thousands in cash. And this this was weird. weird. And John says, that's not until July. He says, that's not until July. And she says, no, it starts in in May. So apparently like the Long Island community is very patriotic and they start prepping for Fourth of July in May
1: because she's yeah, she's very emphatic. No, it's now it's it's now. May
0: until then. Maybe he's a big runner. It makes sense because she said he carries thousands in cash.
1: How illegal are fireworks in New York? Because some of those places are very close together. I would be concerned.
0: Yeah. And it's probably the kind of fireworks, too. Yeah. The ones that
1: start fires
0: or blow off people's hands.
1: Homicide hands. (laughs) That's right.
0: So John says, what about her? What about my daughter? She doesn't sell fireworks. And Valerie says, no, she's just a W.H. Word. That's his daughter. She's 14 years old. Also, I'm sorry. Did she sleep
1: with your husband? Like, right. what, why Why, <laughs> why are vitriol? you calling her that?
0: Why? Oh, my God. And he just goes right over it. Like, yeah, OK, we'll take care of it. And then Valerie says, just make it look like an accident. Run her the a- over. And you're sleeping with this woman? Yeah. And then John says to Andrea, I'm just so confused. I'm like, I'm in love with a girl. What am yeah. I doing?
1: This is what I'm talking How about. How are you
0: in love with this woman?
1: Are you in love with this woman? Because if you are, we... You need to be
0: evaluated by yeah, a mental health professional immediately. If you are in some sort of like abusive relationship, say that. That's oh, that's. But he doesn't but you're not ever saying say that. that. You're saying you were actively in love with her. And that makes you conflicted because she wants to have your 14-year-old daughter murdered and we've seen this before i
1: was blinded by love i was the, all this stuff the, okay these again these circumstances are so bananas so much to, yeah. it doesn't go mm-hmm. for this
0: uh uh-uh. uh so john meets with the fbi and they make him wear a jacket with a camera on it they don't tell him why just go through your normal day he picks up her son and drives him to school because he's taking care of her kids whilst she is trying to have his kid murdered He really has grown attached to her kids, though. And we see the camera. He is crying in the car. And this little boy says, are you crying? And John says, no, I'm just happy. And Mm. he because he really loves the son. And we see him. The son goes and gives him a big hug goodbye when he drops him off at school. And John says, I love you. And then John says to Andrea, he's and he's crying now. He's like, he asked me to not be late to pick him up because he wants to see a movie after school. And I just he's crying. And he said, I knew I would never see him again because he, mm. now he's finally figured out that today's the day it's all going down. And yes. then we see him call his daughter and he says, I love you. We'll be together soon. Just be safe. Watch your surroundings. I'm so sorry.
1: That seemed like a phony phone call to me. He's when not I crying it.
0: like he's crying it every other time on the video with the son. But he's not crying with his daughter. He
1: seemed very well aware that he was being recorded.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Isaiah, get ready. Nope. he's alive. There we go. I called it
1: because of the weird car picture and because they showed the body.
0: No, no, I just started to get a feeling that this was a Dahlia DiPolito situation and I was getting really excited. Also, I was with my parents, and we kind of all like to guess what's happening to see who's right. And then when date when Andrea goes to commercial, she says, "Not everyone can return to the site where they were murdered." And so I was
1: like, "There we go." I was
0: right. So we see Isaiah. He sits down with Andrea. My mom says he's a good-looking man, and my dad says, "I'm going to get some earrings like that because he has diamonds." Please, please,
1: Bob, please do that. I'll yeah. get you some clip on. He did Bob's. that
0: once. Oh no, he <laughs> could. He got pierced when he was going through his midlife crisis and bleached his hair. Both ears? Just one. But he needs the other one pierced then. I can do that too. he needs both. Yeah. Yeah, she'll pierce you up. Let's do that. So um, two FBI agents come up to Isaiah, unsuspecting Isaiah, and say, your wife put out a hit on you. And also, we need your help. So he's in shock. They take him to this abandoned parking lot and they have him lay in the car and put broken glass all over him and take a bunch of photos. And now I feel better about seeing that photo of his body because he was not really dead.
1: I couldn't see anything. I saw a leg to begin with, so it didn't matter.
0: John is at the house with Valerie, secretly recording her still. And she is currently stalking his daughter's Instagram. And then there's a knock at the door, the knock at the door that started the story. And the detective is saying, I'm sorry to tell you your husband was found dead this morning. And she says, are you sure he's just not at the hospital? And they say, you know, we wouldn't be here if we weren't sure the coroner's there. It's a crime scene. It's for sure, you know, very good acting. I thought it was good. You did? Yeah. Isaiah tells Andrea how he met her. He fell into her trap. He loved her daughter. He wanted a child. They had a son. He thought he had everything he wanted, but he tells us it turned. He tells us nothing she said was true. He was never abusive. He never even sold fireworks. No. That
1: was such a weird lie. That was a weird thing because Andrea says he wanted us to know. He wanted to make sure that Dateline listeners knew. So Dateline is not saying it. They're saying what he wanted us to know, which I feel like is very clever wording on Dateline's behalf. No,
0: I think that was about the he she really he really emphasized that he wants us to know that he was never abusive.
1: No, it was both of those things. The first one was fireworks and the second one was that one. It's twice that that verbiage So he's is,
0: maybe does sell fireworks and doesn't want to get in trouble. I think that he may indeed
1: sell some fireworks on the side, but I think it is actually fire and not drugs and not a euphemism for anything else. I'm I'm giving him an OK on that because his wife tried yeah, to kill you him. A pass.
0: So he thinks that the tipping point for her was when she heard how much money he would get when they divorced and that She hated him so much. She wanted the control so It was probably about the control a lot. And she didn't want him to even see one penny of her money. And money was her breaking point. So back at Valerie's house, she's still fake crying. And the detectives leave. And John is still filming with his secret camera. And she doesn't stop crying. She seems kind of upset. But she's like, what am I going to do? My son's going to hate me. His family's going to all hate me. So none of it is like about the husband being dead. It's all about like how they're going to be mad at her and her son is going to be mad at her. Also, this was your decision. So you made this happen.
1: But I felt like her reaction after they left was the most important thing. And she was not saying anything really, truly incriminating. Really, what she was going on and on about was that she just seemed really upset like pretty upset. Mm -hmm. And I didn't seem like she was feeling sorry for herself. It seemed like she was surprised. And I was like, why are you surprised? You shouldn't be surprised. Mm -hmm. That's why I was confused.
0: Mm -hmm. I would think that. But then she immediately kind of goes into detective mode and she's like, delete your text. We got to establish our alibis. And then he gets a text that is of Isaiah's body. That's from the FBI. But it's supposedly from the hitman, And he shows it to her. And instead of being bothered by seeing the body of her husband, she's not bothered at all. She's angry. She goes, why would he text you that? Is he stupid? Why would he text you that? And John is like, I'm erasing it. I'm erasing it. And she's like, they're going to get all these photos.
1: To subpoena the blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: She doesn't seem upset at all when he shows her the actual photo of Isaiah's body. She literally is like, why did he send you that? Now that's on your phone.
1: I have to go back and look at that. Interesting.
0: That was the part that got me. So then there's another knock. The police are there back with the FBI. They have some FBI with them and they're arresting her. We unfortunately don't get to see when she finds out that Isaiah was alive and that John was flipping on her the whole time. And that's a bummer. Yes,
1: I wanted to see that. Because
0: we do get it with the Dahlia Polito case, which is the sting or the... Ballad of Mike and Dahlia. There's a couple episodes. And
1: we get it with orange pants as well. Orange pants. Guy who was a doctor. He wore orange chinos.
0: Oh, yeah. The yeah. Texas, Texas one. Maybe Twisted in Texas. Can't recall. He was horrible. And they met at a rec- restaurant to talk with the hitman. Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> Similar.
1: I think it might have been Olive Garden. I think it
0: actually was okay. an Olive Garden. Yeah. Yeah. So, the case becomes huge. There's articles all over, and they have the f- funny titles like Whack Job and Hun. I'd never have a hitman kill you. Yeah. Uh, what? What is that one supposed to mean? I don't know. Her attorney, who has a gray bushy beard, is on and he thinks the case is ridiculous. He says, you don't aren't a police officer for decades and serve the public. You're not a college graduate and all of these good things. And then you become a killer.
1: Well, that's that's not true.
0: Yes, you you that's false information that one thing does not change the other. Okay. So it happens all the time. And he says the recordings that we hear are her playing out a fantasy, which is what they always say. It was a fantasy about hiring a hitman. Then why are you so angry in your fantasy? She's so angry the whole time at John for like not getting it done fast enough and not doing the text right. So Andrea says on the videos she says horrible things about John's daughter she calls her the s word and the h word the wh word and says she should have her run over and the lawyer says yeah what she said was horrible for sure but she was just venting and she's on pain pills so that no. she's it was the it was the pills so he says John's the villain John was pushing her on the recordings to talk about the killings John lied about everything. And Andrea says, what is his motivation for wanting his daughter killed? And the lawyer says, Andrea. Nope. Calls her, he called her by her name.
1: I don't like that. Uh-uh. Mark it off your bingo cards, but Mm-mm. I don't like it.
0: He's manipulative. He's a liar. He's truly sick. All, he says all of these things about John, all of these things, which clearly apply to Valerie. Our position, Andrea, is that he's using her for money. Which is funny because at the beginning, he said, well, but again, it's what John said. He said he was buying her things. Hmm. So interesting. And then he's like, John has his own legal troubles. So four months before all of this happened, he was arrested for stealing a diamond. And John tells Dateline that he just had a money dispute with a dealer, a jewelry dealer. And Andrea tells the lawyer this and the lawyer's like, I don't really know if this fits into that situation. He's like, I don't even know like what it means. I just know it doesn't surprise me about John's character. Was the
1: dispute like, because he stole a diamond? Was it about <laughs> him stealing a diamond?
0: Right. Was that what the money yeah, dispute just, was about? That he owed money for the diamond because he, because stole, he it. stole it. Right. There right. So the lawyer says they don't have evidence that she gave John money for the hitman. They do have money. Obviously, they have the money trail of she took seven thousand out of her bank account, but the lawyer says that was a loan for John to buy gold. Again, it's all about the golds, it's the gold coins. Well, see, this
1: is weird too. Like there should be some evidence of that money. Where where is that money?
0: Well, in either scenario, John took the money. He never paid a hitman for it. He
1: took the money.
0: He took the money. He, I mean, he's not going to give it back after framing. He's he pretended to give it to a hitman. So he's not going to give it back to her. He's pretending. So did he use it to partially buy a diamond? <laughs> Maybe. know <laughs> that happened before. He needs to pay back for that diamond.
1: Just wondering.
0: So, So the lawyer says, well, that was a a loan for John to buy gold. And John was broke. And that's why Valerie let him live with her. She would kick him out sometimes. And each time he would launch a false investigation against her. He would get angry and say, like, she pulled a gun on me. She broke the restraining order. That he was the one manipulating the whole situation. And that she was afraid of him. That it was never him being afraid of her.
1: Nobody sounds afraid in the videotapes. No one sounds afraid. More than anything, she sounds annoyed with him, but not not afraid.
0: Why did John wait three months to go to the FBI after she gave him money for the hitman? That's a brilliant point. Andrea says, well, he'll say it's because he was in love. What was it that made him go to the FBI? It was the finally like talking seriously about the hit and him thinking that she was going to hire someone else to do it because she'd get frustrated that he was taking so long.
1: Okay. I wish that she had sounded a little more incriminating on the tapes. Yeah. Because she does not. It was not what I was expecting to hear and what we've heard before. But she's
0: fully talking about it. She's 100% 100% in on the plan. He's talking
1: about it and she's responding. And no point is she the proactive person bringing up stuff. And that's what I want to hear those tapes more than him.
0: She's the one who suggests a robbery for the fireworks. She's the one who suggests running the daughter over with a car.
1: I guess what I'm saying is when you hear it on the tape, she's saying it in a passive way. Like, I don't know, run
0: her over. It's not. I think that's she's that cold blooded. I don't think it's because she doesn't care that much. I think she's it's that of a non emotional issue for her, but it is enough because she's aware of the plan. But according to the tapes, he should be arrested too, except he never actually hired a hitman and she thinks there's a real hitman. So she should be put in jail for that, even if she's not that enthusiastic about it she should be in jail for that. If
1: she actually thinks it's a hitman, because what what the defense uses right now works because of how she sounds in the tapes is what I'm saying.
0: Right. So the lawyer says the FBI tapes help Valerie because when the police leave the house, John says, what are you crying about? You knew this would happen. And she says, I didn't believe you. You lie about everything. I thought you were full of...
1: That's bad. That's bad for... case against her. That's bad. Yeah, because that makes it seems like he brought it all up and was trying to frame her. So I don't think that they have enough on these tapes. They need her talking to a hitman. Do you remember like in these other cases, we hear very specific them leading the conversation. He's clearly leading. Yeah,
0: they they pretty much always say, though, As a defense, they didn't think it was real. They thought they were just playing along like it was role play or something.
1: Oh, no, I don't think she thought it was role play. But I don't know how serious like I don't know. I think she took it seriously. I don't think it sounds. I think that I can see why the defense was able to make this case, I guess, is what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a bummer. Yeah. If he had started taping her sooner. Yes. When she brought it up three months before. But because he started taping later when they had already been talking about it for so long. She's over it. It became part of their everyday conversation. Like, what are we going to order for groceries? Instead of like where at the beginning it was probably a lot more like her pushing it.
1: Trying to plan. And here it's just like she's like, you're never going to follow through. It's not you can't you're not getting the information you need because it's like too far along. I totally agree. Yeah.
0: So John is now um, walking through a garden with Andrea, and he's saying that this is not true. The plan was all Valerie's. She's a cop. She could have stopped this at any point, which is yes. all true. Like one hundred percent, she was cyber stalking his daughter. And John says, "I realize that I put my daughter second. You realize that now." OK,
1: what is the cyber stalking definition?
0: I think it was all of like the searches that she was doing on her, the daughter's social media. She might have been replying or put saying nasty things. I don't know.
1: I wa- I just wonder what the definition is, because when they gave the number, I was like, oh, so that's considered stalking. So if you're looking once a day, that's stalking because it was four months and she looked 100 she searched 130 times, which would be. 30 times, 30 times four is 120. So she had 130 searches. So a couple of days she searched twice.
0: Yeah, but I think there was probably more than that. Like it has
1: to be right. It has to
0: be more severe. than. I that. think she was maybe actively doing things, commenting or sending her messages, sending her DMs or something.
1: And maybe that's only on one device. Young girl.
0: I don't know if all the rules about cyber stalking are actually in place. I think a lot of them are still being developed. But regardless, the daughter was scared.
1: She should have been. It's
0: terrifying. Old, older lady. Yeah, no. She lost friends because their parents didn't want their kids hanging around her because they thought that their kids would be in danger. So now she's like isolated. She's lost friends. She feels like her dad totally put her second, which he did. He did. Yeah. And she's terrified she is going to be run over. She's constantly looking over her shoulder. So Andrea says, did you apologize? And John says, yes. I don't feel like you could ever apologize enough. And Andrea goes, I, yeah, did you apologize? Because I'm not saying it's all your fault, but you are somewhat responsible.
1: Yeah, Andrea is being kind.
0: She is. So Isaiah, from his part, is very thankful for John going to the FBI because he is alive now. So he's really happy. So get ready to, again, have flames on the side of your face, everybody. Prosecutors make a plea deal with Valerie. They dismiss the murder for hire charges. And Isaiah's furious because they told him, we're the government. We don't make deals. We've got this one in the bag. Mm. She pleads guilty to obstruction of justice because she talks about deleting those texts and the photo of the body. That's it. Prosecutors and the FBI won't talk to Dateline because they're embarrassed and they should be. Something
1: happened here.
0: Well, a lot of people think it's a she's a cop. She's white. There's the thin blue white line. You think it's cops
1: protecting cops? I don't know. Do you have an idea of what you think happened?
0: Honestly, I don't. I honestly don't know. Mm, Okay. Her lawyer says it's because there's no proof that she actually paid for a hitman and you need actual money transfers to happen in a federal court and because it's an FBI case. So I'm wondering if it was like if it was like the state of New York, they might have different requirements and they maybe could have gotten her. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Can you have a state in a federal case? I don't know. I would think that you couldn't. So Valerie resigns from the NYPD because she wasn't fired already. Why is she given the chance to resign? What's happening over there, guys? So that's odd. Yeah, she and some people thought that meant she could still get money from them, like pension. Yeah. But some people did some digging and said they didn't see a record of that. So maybe she's not getting money.
1: A record?
0: You can look up online. I guess you can search state websites of like what cops are paid pension wise. I think it's supposed to be public record since they're public servants. So someone looked online and said they didn't see a record of her getting money for a pension. But I'm not sure. I hope not. She apologized in court for going to that dark place that she went to. She gets four years in prison because of time served. She could get out This year, Isaiah said she wanted to have me killed and a 14 year old girl killed. Mm -hmm. It's outrageous. Truly, truly, truly. And he's upset. I'm upset. He says when as soon as she gets out, my mental prison sentence begins. Mm. And he lives with his parents, with his son. And they're all terrified of when she gets out. And apparently she has already asked for custody of the son for when she gets out. Nope. Please, God, nope. I doubt it. I hope not. Where's her daughter? I believe with her parents. I think Dateline said that online. So Isaiah is just happy that he's alive and he gets to spend time with his son and all this stuff, but he doesn't know what he's going to tell his son when his son gets older. And it's very sad. This episode was absolutely bananas. It was crazy. So, so bananas. And it is dedicated to Stephanie and Amy. Stephanie P. and Amy C., Ladies, you're gorgeous.
1: You're gorgeous.
0: I'm looking at photos of you right now. Oh, no, I don't. I don't have cameras in your house or anything. That would be weird.
1: You're gorgeous. You're fantastic. You have great taste in podcasts. You are so
0: amazing.
1: You are flawless, stunning head to toe, top to bottom.
0: Gorgeous. Stephanie P, Amy C, I love you. Amy, you're from England. You're probably confused with this accent that I'm doing. Oh, you're from England. Hello, Stephanie. You're from Florida. You know what's up.
1: You know what's up, Florida.
0: You know where the crazy is. You're you're currently surprised this episode didn't happen in Florida. That's what you're thinking right now. Yeah, we love you both. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of our Patreons. B-roll Bonanza. What do you have? The friend on the motorcycle. Marcus Gus
1: Scott on the motorcycle with Gus patch. So clearly he goes by Gus because that's what all the Googling said. He's a Gus.
0: Yes, he's a Gus man. John is sitting with a very clearly Starbucks branded cup.
1: Was he? When?
0: Yeah, outside on a bench sipping.
1: I missed it. We also do get John staring into space, leaning on a wall. <laughs> so this is our, again, twice in a row. This must be a new thing.
0: It's a new thing.
1: Yeah. I don't love it. I don't mind it. I I feel like they're trying to move away from the staring out the window. And now it's just in space. I'm it's okay.
0: Yeah. The stepdad looking out at the water. We saw those decorative balls in someone's house. Yes, we did. I don't know. But it was somebody's had those decorative balls. Isaiah sitting and staring at a backyard fire.
1: Isaiah's parents on a park bench.
0: Isaiah walking by the water with seagulls.
1: Lots of docks. Lots of dock walking.
0: Yes. Also, they say that the um, neighborhood is right by JFK Airport and we see a plane flying over the houses.
1: Helpful. We also do see a lot of drone shots of cars driving through the neighborhoods, driving in the streets. Mm -hmm. We see it about 10 times because Andrea does a ride along at one point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fashion police. I mean, Andrea is just incredible.
1: Andrea is wearing a quilted pink jacket at one. She's in various shades of pink for most of the episode. And then so she has this quilted pink jacket when she's walking in the neighborhood. And then she's wearing this sort of blush colored crochet skirt set. It's a top and a skirt that mash, but they're crocheted. That was gorgeous. Love that. So pretty.
0: I loved the sheer paneling blouse or top with uh, maybe it was a dress with she looked
1: beautiful. This whole she just never looks bad. Uh, Isaiah's hair. Did you see it?
0: I was staring at his goatee the whole time.
1: Oh, I barely noticed it because from the side, his sideburn thing. He's got a thing going on. His ombre fade into a dark sideburn. But then this is all sort of like gray into black brown. Three color, three tone.
0: Interesting. It's a sharp line. I will say the goatee is like perfectly lined and it's it's at the area half of his cheek. It's like his cheek is divided in half and that's where the goatee starts going down. He puts the man in manicured. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, there's a photo of John with his friends at the tattoo parlor that's in the abandoned bank. And he's wearing a shirt that says, where's Charlie? Charlie. Wanted, and it's a photo of Charlie Sheen. John's an
1: interesting guy.
0: Maybe he was a security for Charlie Sheen at some point, too. He kept looking
1: off the camera, and I don't know who was behind the camera. We don't see people do that a lot break the eye line, and he would look away from Andrea, sort of off. So either someone he knew was sitting on the other side of the room. I don't know exactly what happened. I just had
0: his lawyer. A lot of people were surprised he wasn't charged with that. I'm surprised, but. He there's nothing really for him to be charged with. He went to the FBI. So he was he waited too long, obviously way too long and encouraged the conversation. But he was recording it for them. I would like to
1: know what happened to that diamond because <laughs> I am currently missing a diamond. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. But I've just diamond a diamond got stolen. OK, anyway, I
0: feel like she told him, get me an effing diamond. Or I'm leaving you. And so he was desperate. He stole one. Can we have a part two where they cover the diamond heist? That would be
1: great. (laughs) I would like that very much. All right. Titles. What you got?
0: A slap on the wrist, which is two-parter because that's what Isaiah was arrested for, smacking her wrist and making her phone drop. And also she got a slap on the wrist.
1: She got a slap on the wrist.
0: Why don't you not come over, Valerie? That was mine, except I had that originally and then I changed it to Why don't you come on over, Valerie,
1: to prison? Oh, all right. There we go. So we both did it. What about Don't Call Me, Valerie? Don't Call Me. We got two. (laughs) Two for. I love it. What else? That's all. That's all I got. What about just fireworks?
0: Baby, you're a firework.
1: How about Homicide Hands Across Long Island? (laughs) <laughs> Does that work? And then yeah. we've got Buffaloed Wild Wings. <laughs> You're going to love that.
0: I was for sure Buffaloed.
1: And then my my best one. Yeah. Mary Kill.
0: <gasps> I love it. That's Big great. Kill. You nailed yeah. it.
1: This was a good case. Wow. This was all over the place. And I felt a lot of emotions. So I didn't know where it was going. I liked it let us know. Let us know if you thought we missed anything.
0: Yeah. Did we miss anything? What do you think? Did the lawyer's opinion sway you at all? Did it give you any sort of conflict? Because it did give us a real he said, she said sort of situation.
1: It really did more than I was expecting. I was just expecting to hear her way more incriminating. And then I was like, come on, say something. It was frustrating to me when I was listening to it.
0: Yeah. I still think the way when he showed her the photo and she was immediately like, delete your text. Why did he send you that? What are you, stupid?
1: I'm going to go watch her reaction to that because that whole part, I didn't, I just was not, it was just everything I was expecting her to do, she didn't do. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't like this. I feel like she's going to get off. And then she did.
0: Yeah, she's going to get away. Why isn't she saying, good, you finally did it, John. Why didn't she immediately stop crying when they left?
1: You know, I was just like, I needed certain things to happen.
0: I think you can plan to have someone killed and still cry after. You can still grieve their death, even though you initiated it. And part of it is the shock. And part of it is like the realization that it's true and it's unavoidable and it's you can't go back because it's happened. It's done now. I think you can have both things.
1: I think you're right. You're totally right. Do we have any amazing tweets to send us out with?
0: OK, I'll give you one. Oh, yeah, let's go. Nigel said, I honestly felt like this dateline was trying to April Fool's us with this crap because nobody can be as absurd as John and Valerie. But I Googled them and this really happened. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. And uh, you can call me. Ray says, you know, John goes to visit Valerie in prison. <laughs> to which I say, walk away, John.
1: Walk away. Oh, come on. Wise
0: up. Walk away. Wake up. Bad. Waddle down the street towards your daughter and beg for forgiveness.
1: Yeah, seriously. Good luck with that. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye.